0: My love, she's got someone else in my
1: just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard in my opinion that sucks
2: Reason why I pushed it back to nine is because um, I was having dinner with your brother in Park Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never. You'll never guess in a million we- years what Park Hill's like. Sign off to me is we were like
1: parting ways. What his sign off was?
0: Like his goodbye
1: to you? Yeah. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Go fuck yourself.
2: No, see, I would expect that, but. Uh... <laughs> It was peace in the Middle East.
1: But Park Hill to break out, like, cool dated nostalgia. I know. Stuff. Like, Who does he think he is? Me? Like, I yeah. mean. This is Big Jake's problem, though. Whenever he's trying to do something cool or hip, people give him a hard time. You remember when he wore those skater pants to school? <laughs> Everyone jumped on him, the poor guy. Well, it's, like,
2: it's one of those things. You don't. Everyone knows, in high school, you don't make a sudden move. Like, you know, every time... You don't
1: I- make a sudden move. <laughs> it's got a gradual Or you make the sudden move, everyone makes funny, and you just stick with it. Yeah. That and happened he- to me when I showed up in the Randy River gear that one day. It was, everyone was on my case, and then I kept doing it, and then it just, you know, that's just how Dad dresses.
2: Yeah. Um... Well, it's, yeah, it's one of those, it's like the kid that would come to school with like the mohawk or a shaved head or something out of nowhere. It's just like, yeah. and, like if they had long hair two days ago, everyone, we're like, uh, we were like, like deer, right? You don't make a sudden move around the deer. They, run, they go running.
1: It's an animal kingdom, I'll tell you. Oh yeah. Yes. This <laughs> is
0: Canada.
1: Kind of, I don't know how much of that preamble you're going to keep in the episode, but uh, probably us complaining about our friend Jake, which we do a lot on the show. Yeah, I'm going to keep uh, it in.
2: I'm just going to cut out the part about Alex and I'll you the rest.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, this is the show where we uh, profile, um, you know, Canadian bands that didn't really make it big outside of Canada. And uh, we're taking, a. you know, we're really geared in rock. Because that's what we grew up on. Sometimes we'll get into hip hop because we like the little hippity hop in our lineup uh, every now and then. Uh, but we're going out of our comfort zone this week. <laughs> and we are going to go with Canada's contribution to the boy band scene. A yep. little band by the name of Voices in Public, which is the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard. Yeah. Better VIP. Yeah. I think they came up with the VIP first, and they're like, oh, this has to mean something. They <laughs> came up with
0: that well, gem.
2: Probably because uh, there are so many other VIPs. Like, I literally Googled VIP. There, I know, there's a lot. There's a couple of other artists or bands named VIP. Of course, that short-lived Pamela Anderson show. show. And,
1: yeah, so it's... In fact, when you go to the VIP Spotify page, there are so many go-nowhere bands called VIP that they're all just wedged into the one artist profile. Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Thankfully,
1: the most looked-up song by any VIP anywhere is Just My Luck. So their album comes up first, so it's very easy to find still.
2: So let me ask you, Ted, before we dive in Uh, here, why were you so gung-ho to do this? I mean, aside from the fact that... I swear, besides the Hoxley Workman drop, which I finally dropped my own <laughs> so I do not have to keep re-editing, so I was like, whenever you can do that, play it, Brian. I can just drop it in. Uh, I think you better play it. I think you
0: better play it. <laughs> and we'll reach us and we'll see you. Ah, there you go. There you go.
2: But I feel like the next closest call out, because I've done it a couple of times, is just a random drop of uh, VIP. Because I did it in... <laughs> I did it in the uh, Sky episode, which I know I, I edited them out of order. If it Sky is up, and it should, by the time you're hearing this, Sky will be up. Because uh, I, okay. I did a Sky drop or a VIP
1: drop there, and I swear I dropped it in one of the other episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the, one of the reasons with VIP, um, I just, it's, to me, they are fun. First of all, you have to understand, like, the influence my brother has had on a selecting band. Is, like, Scott was his fault. And VIP has been what he's been pushing for me to do for a long time. And one of the reasons why is, you know, you look at the other boy band contributions, you know what I mean? The Backstreet Boys and Sick like 98 degree, 90 Let's take 98 Degrees, because they were probably the closest yeah. actually to the label wanted them to be the Backstreet Boys, but I think they wanted to be more boys to Men or, or 98
2: Degrees. Well, yeah, they didn't have the stage presence or the, like, their songs just weren't up-tempo enough to be, like, Backstreet Boys. They were more r I
1: know, but you've got Nick Lachey, who is an absolute hunk. Yeah. You got his fucking brother, who's also a handsome man. You got the other guy with huge muscles, very underrated in the looks department, <laughs> He's like, the second. And then you got that balding dork who just kind of sings baseball. (laughs) Why is it always? Why is it all need. Put it this way. They all need a Joey Fatone some of these bands. Hunks look better. Well, here you have a band that was comprised of four Joey (laughs) Fatones. Okay. (laughs) You know, we we are going to talk about their big hit, It's Just My Luck, quite a bit. But... You watch the video and they can't dance. (laughs) Horrible fashion sense. Well, it's 1996. Most people don't have good fashion sense. The one dude is rocking those like Kevin James-esque Kangles because he's going bald. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. They they kind of, they're dorks. Yeah, That's it. They're dorks. They're giant dorks. (laughs) And, you know, it, it kind of comes off of the fact, like, if you were to select a boy band based on singing skills alone, no other factors at all, this is what you would come up with. Right. These four dorks. And I mean that in the most loving way possible. You know,
2: let me ask you. I know you probably it's probably been a while since you've listened to a lot of BSB, In Sync, Ninety Eight Degrees, etc. I remember I dj I, DJ'd, I DJ'd
1: weddings, so that's true. That kind of issue is very popular at a wedding. So especially if especially if it's a, a lot of people around our age, ugh. they ask for a ton of '90s, and sure. you got to play a ton, of, especially
2: Backstreet Boys. So of all the big pop bands, male male pop bands, and to be specific. Who do you think would win on Pierce singing talent alone?
1: Okay. Are we going to – oh, we're going to go huh? – I feel like I need to disqualify boys to men because I don't really feel like they were a boy band as much as they were like an R&B yeah. soul band. Is that – Oh, yeah. Okay. So boy band is just they're, – they're just singing and dancing kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well uh, – I think if you were to if you were to do a little bit of a tournament here for who actually had the best vocalists, I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I would actually take the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think, cause I don't, I I can't go through the whole list of boy bands. Sure, cause like, especially there's a few to, one-hit wonders, and we might do a B four four episode <laughs> one day. I hope not. I don't have to suffer through that album. But like, there's them, there's um, you know, five from England, but they mostly rapped. Like they never really showed me like a good vocal performance. Good. Um, you also had what was Robbie Williams's group? Was it all for Take one? Take that. No, what's Take that! See, they're pretty. They take that and throw into the mix here too. And boy, Boyzone, right? They had good, it's really good vocals. A lot of the British bands, they selected the more singing talent than they did. Actually, you know what? what forget that. I, I think Boyzone's Irish oh, actually. I'd, probably, I'd actually probably put One Direction. I got to give them some credit too. One Direction yeah. for singing talent. One, two, three, four, three, four, You know, what's amazing about Harry Styles is if you were to listen to his album not knowing it was the guy from One Direction, it kind of sounds like 70s AM radio pop. You know what I mean? Right. You, don't, you wouldn't really think that you were listening to a guy from a boy band, which I think is – yeah, it's pretty – that's that's commendable. You know what I mean? The guy's got some versatility. Um, or he's just got a great production time, team, but yeah. Yeah. But for that American – Tampa, Florida. Hey, ninety oh. degrees is from Cincy. Okay, we'll incorporate them, even though they didn't really dance. Uh, that Tampa, Florida, the no, Orlando, Florida. I guess or Orlando. Uh, whole group. I would have to go with the Backstreet Boys because I think that they had better singers right. than Sync Did. Yeah, that's fair. And I I think that uh, AJ and Kevin are better singers than. Uh, J.C. and Justin. That would be my pick as the two best singers in the back. You know, Kevin only got one line on a single ever.
2: I thought it was, uh, I thought the two front men were mainly uh, Brian and Nick.
1: They were, but AJ was the best oh, Okay. See, there you go. The That's second, like saying. The second episode. It's, like, it's like with the Spice Girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then, you thought to yourself, oh boy, Sporty Spice is a weird voice. And then you think about like, shit, Sporty Spice is probably the best one. Well, in terms of it's game. kind of like, that's actually, you're right, because that's just, that's like
2: uh, in a baseball lineup when, like, your seventh or eighth hitter is actually a good hitter. You know what I mean? It's like so that even the people who you don't think of as the front men are still Dinah. Yeah. Yeah. Dinah. Hold on here. <clears throat> well, while you relight that, I'm going to open my sweet drink.
1: Oh, yeah, that's terrible. What is it, more of that mountain dew? <sighs> It is.
2: <laughs> I am going whole prejudice fry her right now. Are you, do you have a napkin you can throw over top? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately not. But yeah. Ugh. How do people speaking of Florida? How do people in Florida drink endless amounts of Mountain Dew? I feel like I ask Brent. I feel like that's a drink that's purely propped up by Florida people. No offense. <laughs> ask Brent. Ah. Well, I don't think he drinks a whole lot of Mountain Dew. No, but he, he never did. He was always like a wasn't he always a big Coke or Dr. Pepper guy?
1: Dr. Pepper was Brent's yeah jam. Oh yeah. I remember one year for his birthday, Brent got him uh sorry, Pat got him like a case of Mountain Dew and a pack of Snickers. And he was like, next to Ted's Deftone t shirt, that's the best gift I
0: got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got him that cool Deftone shirt that he still rocks. Uh actually no he doesn't rock anymore at a giant
2: Still, he wore it till its completion. Hey, I'm wearing one of my fi- my Philly's holiday shirts. Both armpits have holes in
1: it. Yeah, holes have never stopped you from wearing a shirt. We've been over this. <laughs> um, anyway, where were we? Okay, so getting back to voices in public, I was, and I'll let you get into the bio in just a second here, but that, that's where I was. I didn't write a bio. You didn't write a bio? Yeah, you were going to do it. You never asked me to. Oh! No. <laughs> well then! Uh, you never. <laughs> Thank God for
2: cell phones! You never once asked me, it's like, hey, uh, I, I'm busy at work. Do you mind writing up this?
1: Uh... Oh, because you do the short steps. Oh, Fuck, I forget. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Oh, hold on. Thank okay. good. I've got it right here. Let's talk about voices in public.
0: If you're on the Wikipedia page,
2: (laughs) it's not good. So I would uh, try to find an actual article.
1: (laughs) These are all pulled from various articles. In fact, the article a lot of this early history was from. I did read the article later because it was from their uh, later country trio that they would form after Tuesday. There was an article about them. Why the hell are they called after uh, Tuesday? It's terrible. I don't know. It's a very dumb name. But shall we get into the nuances here of Voices in Public? Because I can read this in a sense. It doesn't sound like I'm just reading verbatim off of Wikipedia.
2: You no, know, you're right. I'm looking at a picture of them. They look like a bunch of darks.
1: I <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a casting uh, for this uh, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> your casting picks for a uh, VIP, um, but you know where they're from, Brian. Sudbury, and you're good. No, they're not from Sudbury. They're from Bay- Barrie, yes. Ontario. Now, can you throw off the top of your head a couple of, you know, other bands from Barry? Because VIP cannot be the most successful Barry band. That I just refuse to believe that. Um let me sh- I honestly can't remember. Alright, what do you got? Who else is from Barry?
2: Um uh the singer Bahamas. I saw him once live open for the week event. Sure. Uh really? remember Kate Todd from Radio Free Roscoe? Uh no. <laughs> you never watched Radio I know you watched Radio Free Roscoe. We talked about it once.
1: Watched Radio Free Roscoe. I don't know where you get this idea. Really? I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I have heard of it, but I've never watched it. Okay.
2: So Kate Todd was on that show. Uh, I swear you watched Radio Free Roscoe. Maybe it's because you were always so far up the grassy's ass <laughs> yeah. that I thought you liked all Canadian melodrama. But. Uh...
1: No. You did! You were big on Life with Derek, and <laughs> was, didn't you watch Flash Forward with Ryan Gosling and Ben Foster? When I was little, yes. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You were way more up on it than I was. I just watched the grassy Yeah, that's the show I couldn't stand. I thought the acting was horrendous. Uh, I watched the original. The, it's part of the charm. Oh,
2: It was awful. <laughs> and what sucks is... You know, you and I—I I mean, whether we say we pride ourselves on it or not—it's just kind of how we talk. That I don't think either one of us sounds uber Canadian. You know what I mean?
0: No.
1: And well, it—it's like anywhere you go in this country, there are going to be people that sound like you and I, right? Where we're so we're so obsessed with American television. So we don't have any hint of an accent. Right. And there will other people who will be like, you know, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, there'll be those newfies, you know. Hey, uh, eyes of eyes. What's the kid say? Hey, Skippy. Hey, there's hey there's Skippy. Go. Good day. You, uh, That guy. You and come from a like, yeah. uh, You know, oh, you're fucking off. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. People curse a lot, you know. But. So you know, so that was Degrassi It had varying accents.
2: Yeah, but I'll never forget one time it was on TV, I think you made me watch it, was the Degrassi like summer special or the School's Out. School's out. It was a movie. Yeah. It was a movie. Yeah. And that was wasn't that where they showed Wheels who had like ran that person over or something?
1: Yes, Wheels um whose parents were killed by a drunk driver, do- drove drunk and killed a kid. Right. And so, so it was like trauma with full circle. And so he's sitting there. He's like, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, I can't. No, yeah, okay. What's his shit?
1: Okay. <laughs> he does not apologize in schools out. Joey goes to visit him in prison. He's like, I drank. I drove. Killed a kid. Got to do my time. Like, he's a tough guy in that movie. It was, but what happens is, so he gets into a fist fight with Snake. Snake is having, like, an emotional breakdown, right? Um, and so they're going to get into a fist fight, him and Snake. And Lucy decides she's going to break it up by telling Snake, hey, let's go get some chips. Not realizing that not Snake, Wheels, is drunk as a skunk, right? So when they get into this car accident and he kills a kid in the car accident, he blinds her. She gets blinded in the car accident. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, she, eventually, she eventually regains her sight and she's okay. Um, but at the reunion... That's which what is it the is. Lead off episode of DeGrassi, the next generation. He shows up at the reunion to see her, and he's, that's when he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh God! Yeah. Either way,
2: I was like, "I'm oh, so sorry." Yeah. This, i like, "It's awful." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hate when people do when Americans do the stereotypical accent. It just drives the the frigging wall.
1: I'm convinced they all just watched that one episode of DeGrassi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the talk. And that's it. Oh, probably. That or, guy. Or they York literally watched like
2: they somehow caught Bob and Doug McKenzie and like, that's everyone. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that anyway,
1: radio. But if you ever live in Dauphin, Manitoba, you'll understand a lot of those stereotypes are true. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> radio, Free, radio Free Roscoe is a show for like two or three years. Um, I always caught it on Family Channel, but it's about these kids. Who, although it's weird because I've never heard of a high school that has their own radio station, but so
1: the the yeah, but they, they use that as a crutch on a lot of um, yeah shows. Like it didn't, there wasn't there like three episodes of Saved by the Bell where they had yep. a radio station and then nothing. Yeah, you never hear about this radio station again. Yeah,
2: um, so yeah, they had a school radio station and the, it it sucked, and the people that ran it thought they were better than everybody. So these kids, these four friends, found like just some old, like an old station, like buried in the bowels of the school. And so they had their own like pirate radio station. And uh, (laughs) so it was these four friends and uh, Kate Todd, this blonde chick was uh, a singer. And so I just, eventually she had her own like singing career briefly. I don't know if she still does it, but uh, it the thing about those shows. And it's funny because in high school, like, it's a good thing we never had a girl in our like social group of friends. Cause this happened to us when we were older. It's like you bring one girl into the mix; everyone tries to date her. It's like, is this gonna be my girlfriend? And we oh, were all I
1: know. And but that was like our group was horrible, like that. Yeah. No wonder we couldn't even keep a girl as a friend. <laughs> well, every
2: girlfriend. Every time I tried <laughs> to have a friendship with a girl, you would bust my apple bag over. It's like, what are you doing? Are you? Who are you kidding? You're gonna get friend zone like a loser. It's like you know. Sometimes it that is true. healthy to have a f- girl who's a friend. It's because we were all jealous. There you go,
0: Brian. Huh? Huh?
1: You happy? Yeah, a little bit. There's, we all admit it. There you go. Anyway, um, but getting back to – Now, I don't know if they had girls as friends or girlfriends, VIP. Their bio does not say. <laughs> but it does tell me, though, that in the late 90s, which I find hard to believe because it's just my luck came out like in, like, 96.
0: What,
2: 96. No, it wasn't 96.
1: It wasn't '96. That was way too early. It says they won a uh, Canadian Radio Music Award in
2: '99.
1: Oh, maybe, for best new group. Maybe it's just yeah. how they dressed. I thought it was '96. <laughs> They're so behind the times. Yeah, see, see, you know, we talked about this in our Rascals video. How how that video for Northern Touch was so polished, and everything else just looked kind of fuzzy and grainy yeah. and low quality. Yep. The video for "It's My It's Just My Luck" is the prime example of that. <laughs> Or, I mean, and really bad choreography. I bet you they hired, like, a great choreographer thinking, all oh, these guys are going to be the Backstreet Boys. And they were like, good God. <laughs> I st- got nothing. And then they quit, so they came up with some stupid, like, shimmy dance from them to all do. Yeah. We, and put it in, like, fast motion. Oh, God, it's bad. Yeah, they're probably like,
2: uh, Ugmo McGee's got two left feet. Satchmo <laughs> sat over there just, like, stumbling over him like an idiot. God, They stink.
1: Oh, but anyway, <laughs> they know. formed in uh, in a high school in Barrie. The original three uh, were Marty B. Croft, Glenn Colson, and Peter Heslip. And uh, they practiced. They wrote songs together. They had a lot of inspiration. They had a very inspirational music teacher, I am told, who they called the Originator. They named him Mister Originator or something like that. Um, and uh, they wrote songs, and they competed. And they did it mostly acapella. Because to my knowledge, none of them play instruments, or at least, you know.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, not that I could tell. Um uh, But they did it acapella. And, uh, you know, I got a couple of high school acapella yeah. groups. And they were me. Sorry, continue. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. I was you
2: doing remember, uh, okay? the, there's a line in NWA where, uh... He's like even if you're oh, okay. a
1: cappella. Okay, okay. I had a cigar. Uh, that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um what's it called? Um, it's funny though, I, I, I met I'll never forget, I, I one of the roller derby gigs I did, they brought in a high school acapella act to perform at like halftime. Oh yeah. And it was four guys, they were very nice. Very dorky. And they did their best to do like a couple of like metal acapella covers. Like I think they did Under Sandman. And then they did like this Star Wars medley. And they were talented and they had fun doing it. But it was like half
2: well, let's be honest. It was almost a mix
1: of a cappella and like improv comedy. It kind of reminded me of. Let's be honest. And they wore like Sweater vests and ties, like they looked like the freaking slip nuts from Conan O'Brien. And what was crazy was, I'm DJing this wedding at the Royal Botanical Gardens, and there's rocks behind me. Why does he look so fucking familiar? Oh shit, he's one of those acapella guys that he introduced. So he and I got talking about acapella music and stuff like that this dude lived for acapella he was like the real life Andy Bernard well let's
2: be honest Ted uh first of all look at rock if you ever watch old where in the world is Carmen San Diego they look like a bunch of dorks second they do look at uh pitch perfect nailed it like there's a line I think it's uh I can't remember if it's in one or two but the the guy who's the co-announcer with uh Elizabeth um thanks thank you He's like... As John Michael Higgins. Yeah, I know. I've told, the great John Michael Higgins. He's been Higgins. in a million things. I just forget his name. He's just one of those guys. You know him, but you don't know his name, except for you. Yeah. But uh, there's a line there's, <laughs> there's a line in it where he just it just sums up acapella in the whole. It's like, well, the socapella is proving that it doesn't get better for people after high school.
1: <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Who was in that band? Wasn't Donald Faison
2: in that band? Yeah, that was a different one. Um oh okay okay. They were the Sacapella people were the, like one of their competitors for like the semifinals I think. So they're like if they beat the pellas, they got to go to the finals. But it was after that where they get into the fight with Donald Faison, um, Joe um Reggie, what's his face? <laughs> of course, there. Uh, I think it's Reggie Watt yeah, and there's like one other guy I forget oh. who it is, but <laughs> That oh, me, Joe Truglio, it's like they're all a bunch of like middle-aged like dad types still trying to like live it up with the the their first love of acapella. That he's just like, um, he's like, yes, please hit me, someone. I want to feel alive. And uh, so, Fat Amy wants to kick him in the junk. He's like, yes, Fat Amy, kick me
1: in the balls. Oh, that was so funny. Truglio <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. They formed in high school, okay, the three of them. And then later in their high school career, um, they needed to round out their sound. So they added this fellow by the name of uh, Peter Luciano, and uh, VIP, Voices in Public, uh, were born at that point. Um, They also managed to complete their degrees. A lot of this stuff was, like, theater and uh, communications tech. I will say, Marty Beecroft, who was the Kangle enthusiast of the group, (laughs) he's the only one with an Instagram profile available. Uh, And I create them all on Instagram just to see I can find them, you know. A couple of them, Glenn Coulson. There was a Glenn Coulson who still had uh, blonde hair, wearing a suit with, like, a really low-cut top underneath, and a guy drinking, like, a really tall beer on a cruise ship. And I was like... I'm betting you he's not the cool guy. He's probably the dork in the blazer in the low cut suit. And sure enough, it was <laughs> <laughs> but his account was private. And I uh, couldn't find a uh, Luisiano. Heslips was private. But Marty B. Crofts is public. So he took a look at it. Uh, he's got a family now. He's got gray hair, but a full head of hair. So despite those kangles, he is not losing his hair. So, you know, more power to him. And um, that's about all I know. They're living in the Muskoka area now. And they seem very happy. They visited a tiger recently, <laughs> the whole family. So yeah. <laughs> he seems like a nice man. Uh, but he has a degree in
2: kinesiology. How do you know he seems like a nice man? What if he tried to kill that tiger? <laughs>
1: well, I just I just don't think he did. <laughs> but he has a degree in kinesiology. So he could have been a doctor, but he shows VIP. Eddie Hoot. Uh, Yes, their album. Hold on here, because it doesn't even, the the Wikipedia page is so bad, it doesn't actually say the name of their album or the discography, but thankfully, I took in-depth notes when I listened to the album. Do you think I'm ready? (laughs) Do you think you're ready? And that came out in 1990. Good God. (laughs) Do I need to call (laughs) 911.
2: I had this cigar out my mouth too long and I was just sucking in
1: smoke. You're like, what's it called? This going to be like a Jeff Bridges there and The Big Lebowski where he's smoking that joint right at the end and like
0: swallows it. <laughs> be careful with that thing. Oh.
1: Anyhow, Do You Think You're Ready? Came out in 1999. I remember... They did a mall tour because there was a big write up about them in the Spectator when they did the food court at Lime Ridge Mall. They that did was the do it at it was good. Uh huh. What's your favorite new old food court?
2: Do you have to ask? Charlie Steakery, my man. Do you like Charlie's Steakery better than the Steak Escape? No, it Steak Escape got way better. Be, better <laughs> fries. I mean. The only, literally, the only difference in the cheesesteak was they added red peppers to Charlie's Steakery's green peppers, but uh,
1: not much. Oh, I love that. Love that. Anything red, by the way. Onions, peppers, red beets.
2: Although, and he got to sound crass, but sometimes it doesn't uh, makes you worrisome
1: afterwards. I get where you're you coming go. from. And yes, <laughs> and that. yeah. Um, okay, so well, they did this tour where they did malls like there were Tiffany, right? But they also, they did some weird, actually kind of weird tours for this. So, they got on in 2000, um, Tom Jackson's Huron Carol Tour, which is a big Christmas tour that does a lot of indigenous music that goes through Canada. They did all the radio stations, Perry sound Caledonia when I worked there and it's a big concert. Um, and VIP was the guest on it and they don't really seem like they'd fit, but they did it. And they did put out a Christmas album in like 2005. Maybe one of the members so has indigenous roots. Maybe possibly. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like a good match on paper, but they did do that. I couldn't find a whole lot of other stuff that, uh, that they did in terms of promotion for this album. They did do other things as a group that were bigger than Do You Think You're Ready? But uh, let's jump into Do You Think You're Ready? And my first question to you is, the kickoff song is Just My (laughs) Luck." Do you remember the first time you saw this gem of a video or heard of the boys in VIP? Um, I don't have a set vivid
2: memory. I do just remember it being played on the radio and on much. I'm like, this is catchy. But that was when I was really coming into 99. I was pretty much rock heavy, except for a little bit of the P Diddy. And uh, I think I had the, I had the uh, public enemy. He got game soundtrack and I had the. Bullworth soundtrack. So I had a bit of hip hop, but mainly I was a rock guy. So it just didn't really clock with me. I just remember it being kind of catchy and, and everything, but
0: I
1: will say, um, watching the video recently, we talked about this. Incredible dorks. you <laughs> remember, um, like, 80s movies, okay? There was, like, a formula in the teen comedy world, okay? So it would be, like, Molly Ringwald would be in the movie. Yeah. And her boyfriend, at the beginning of the movie, would be some asshole. Out and out asshole. Why is she with this guy? But that was pretty much every rom com, not have, just 80s. We're not okay. done. So she'd had him, okay? Then she would have the guy who's her best friend in that movie who loves her, usually play, played by an Anthony Michael Hall or a John Cryer or someone in that paint. John Cryer, uh, what a uh, dork. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. A dork, okay? And though Anthony Michael Hall did put on a ton of muscle, and become kind of a badass later.
2: Oh yeah, his Can't his uh, <laughs> he was on
1: Community and uh, the Goldbergs, and he was hilarious. Oh, he, he was so good on Community, and he was in The Dark yeah. Knight. People forget that he was good in The Dark Knight. Small role, but yeah. he was good. Um, and then midway through the movie, some new hunk, usually kind of aloof, kind of come into the picture. And she'd have to choose. Do I stay with this asshole? Do I go with my best friend who's in love with me? Or do I do go with this mystery man? And the mystery man always won. The dork never yeah. won. And um, there's, what's it called? There's another, like, romantic comedy trope. And Michael Showalter from Stella actually did a whole movie about this. Do you know how, like, the girl, like, in modern times, will have this guy... Um, that they're kind of having a will-they-won't-they they kind of relationship with. Right. Or maybe they've been together for a long time. And then, I uh, don't know where towards the end of the movie, she starts dating a guy because he waited too long. And then she's just like, I'm sorry, I can't. And she goes with the guy that she's had this long will-they-won't-they they right. with and kind of just leaves that guy in the leash. Michael Showalter refers to that guy as a Baxter.
2: Ah. Yeah, okay. I remember that
1: movie coming out. Another I never saw t- it. Yeah. A.K.A. A dork. <laughs> This is a band comprised of the John Cryers, Anthony Michael Halls, and let's face it, Michael Showalters of the world. Oh, God. They are a bunch of dorks, and they look like it in this I video.
0: Uh,
1: as, the, as a resident
2: single guy in our group of friends, I think I'm a bastard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever had that happen? A girl being like, Brian, it was nice dating you these la- this last month, but uh, oh, I've had the will they, won't they with this guy for a decade, and I just have to. Just have to roll that dice and take a chance with him. So I never dated
2: someone, but there was someone I was all set to go on a date with like a year or two ago. And uh, so like literally uh, the next like a day before we were supposed to like make plans, she was like, listen, I've been like sparking up a rekindling this like friendship with someone from like my youth and like, oh my we're going to try to like go out and see what happens, but you're great. And I was like, all right. I mean, I wasn't soul crushed or anything because it was like, you know, I'm like, honestly, I know you hate the show, so I'll keep my references limited, but near the end.
0: <laughs>
2: but also, it kind of fits to what we're talking about because, uh, anyway, the I'm basically Ted Mosby in like season seven and eight, where he's just like bitter and he's like, I'm never going to hide the love. And he's just like, fuck this. But uh, there's a hilarious Cracked video, Cracked After Hours, where they talk about gestures that are TV-beams romantic, but are actually on paper, like, pretty creepy. And in the, yeah, and the one happened. girl's like, we have this whole generation of Ted Mosby's who thinks that, like, chasing a woman down is the same thing as, like, courting her. Like, yeah. they did a whole episode on uh, of How I Met Your Mother where this one girl who was, like, the typical girl next door like the girl you want to bring home to mom and dad uh, she broke up with her last boyfriend moved to town and his window was so slim he literally had to like he had a neighbor of hers call him and say the window is open I mean in no in no, outside of TV land this would never happen but so he like oh. rushes to her apartments like we gotta hang out so he doesn't miss his window like it's so dumb yeah,
1: in reality, this neighbor would probably call her up and go, look, a crazy man showed up in my house. I think you better call <laughs> yeah. she went, Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And would, he wouldn't help her. That's the other thing you get on these yeah. shows is this kindness of strangers yeah. willing to help these hopeless romantics. That does not happen.
2: Oh yeah. Form. Like you look at some of those uh, uh, rom-coms where the guy like stalks the girl to the airport and like, there's people helping him get there. Uh, like, Family yeah. Guy did a bit about that, where Chris, he's like, this is better than my last job of being that guy who, likes stalks people at the airport. And like, it was, <laughs> he's like, I need to tell by that girl I love her. And so he gets, like, a police escort to the airport. Like, no, in what no universe would a cop be like, alright, we're gonna run some red, son. Lay on the gas. They'd be like, no, no, you speed, you're not gonna bust your ass.
1: It's kind of funny that you mention it. You know where it really started to lose me, how I met your mother? was the episode where Ted has like a first date with Sarah Chalk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the two-minute date. It doesn't go well. It's called away because she's a doctor, yeah. I think. And, yeah, he makes this two-minute yeah. date. And she's so oh, 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 oh <laughs> I'm So in love. I'm like, this would never work out. This would never happen in a million years. I think that's where the show lost me. Because I did like it yeah. at first. And, that, and then all the repeats, obviously. And then really, really, really starting to hate that character. And then people doing the Have You Met right. Dad. Okay. <laughs> very tired of that. Um, they still oh, do I it. Don't. I still do it to me. Every time I get new people, a new person at work, some asshole. Have you <laughs> mind, <Dad?" laughs> it's like, no. The thing is, too, this, no,
2: just, this no. is not just. <laughs> like
1: I don't think you like
2: this is not just sitcoms and rom-coms, but like every show like sex in the city and all these things you are like, how the hell do you have this apartment? And like money never seems to be a problem. And all these things, like there's a few times in how I met your mother, like, you know, Ted buys like probably a couple hundred dollars worth of candles, rents like a string quartet to play to Robin. Uh, There's one where he buys like a, a quick flight to LA across the country you know what I mean? These things aren't to do a romantic gesture for someone. Like, these yeah. things aren't cheap. Like, look at the Ron Howard film, The Dilemma. Uh, Vince Vaughn lives in this sweet, like, loft apartment in, like, downtown Chicago. I mean, I know he's probably got a good job. But it's like, how are these people affording these things?
1: My apartment, my last apartment was quite sad. I, I will say, at, at least on How I Met Your Mother, that they give. Marshall's a lawyer and Ted is an architect. Those are good, well-paying people.
2: Well, jobs. the. Uh, at the start, Marshall was a law student, and Lily was a kindergarten teacher, and they, you know, teachers in America don't make that much. <laughs> no, they don't. But she didn't live with them. Yeah. You never saw her She you could in some shack. She had an apartment in Queens
1: that got turned into a Chinese I food don't. restaurant. <laughs> Such a stupid episode. Yeah. But anyhow, regardless, let's get back to the song. Can I tell you what I like about Just My Luck? After roasting VIP yeah. for a while. And I said this a couple times during the live unrelease episode. In this song, what's endearing about it is they realize they're not Nick Lachey. <laughs> they're not Justin Timberlake. They are dorks. So this song is about them striking out in every way possible. Yeah, it's a song that you can <laughs> really relate to. <laughs> exactly it's, it's it's endearing and it's got a nice kind of latin vibe yeah. to it you know it's got the timbales in the back. and it's got those horns wrote, kind of thing yeah yeah I wrote this song starts with a banger it's yeah. a banger and I, I do you know it's it is the best song yeah. of the album there's actually another song I do really like on this album and I'll get to that okay. in a bit um but it's one for one with me. I actually think it's just my luck like, is a good song. Just as I offered
0: my number, they turned and laughed at me. Then they walked away hand in hand, kissing each other passionately. It's just my luck. someone else saved mind. It's just my luck.
2: I, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, and also, I really like story songs where it actually tells like a story. Yeah. It's not just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. He's actually just taking you on a little journey through the, the three minutes and 30 seconds, whatever it is. Um, and that's, that's really fun. And, yeah, you know, we always joke in some of the shows that we like where the characters are horrible people, but the joke's on them, so it's okay versus like shameless where the joke's not on them and they're horrible <laughs> people. Um, It's like the joke's on them in this, but they have fun with it. They're not like these Morrissey type dorks who's like ready to like, you know, walk into the River Thames with rocks in his
1: pocket. You know what I mean? They're having fun. They they know who they are. They're acapella (laughs) dorks from high school. And they're just having a good time with it. And you know what? Something like that is endearing. I honestly think, had they really leaned yeah. into that, they could have become a great parody of boy bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had all their songs about been striking out, or been about like being too scared to ask of a girl,
0: no, <laughs> just not even that. Just <laughs> Say what if saying. they were, if yeah. their songs,
2: if they leaned more into, because this is the same thing we talked about on live on release, where it's like they have the one song, the Britney Spears, and then everything else is a bit of a deviation from that. It's just like this. There's mm-hmm. not really another song on the album that's like this. That's after this they pretty go heavily into the R and B trying to be a, a honky tonk voice to men, but it does not work. And it does not the, well some, some does. Yeah, so, there's a couple of good songs some there, does. but,
0: some but does.
2: uh well, there are there are a couple of yeah, gems yeah, yeah. here. But you I'm get what I'm lie. saying? It's it's the bait and switch thing. Whereas if they had more songs, kind of goofy and fun, like "Just My Luck," they could have caught some weird, like novelty act kind of thing. Uh, and it, like, but it's also one of those things too, where you know they probably saw themselves as serious singers, and they didn't want to base everything like we're tr- we're trying to be serious. We're not a bunch of hacks and. You know, they they probably didn't see
1: themselves as dorks like we do. Oh, probably not. At the time, they were probably like, "Hey, this is a fun, funny song. All right." Yeah, and also it's like It's going to get played on YTV, which it did get them played on YTV. I will say, and that. I, I'd be willing to bet YTV played them much more than much music did. I'd be
2: willing to bet that uh, you know they they probably thought they were so serious or like this Kangle is fresh. It's all the rage. It's not. Oh, you're a Kangle. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg.
1: A you Goldberg. want it? <laughs> I like that. That was my um, man, uh, Beer Beerscroft. Oh, I forget his name. Beerscroft, right? Beerscroft. Beecroft. Beecroft. Marty Beecroft. Marty Be. When I knew they were finished, though, was when my sister didn't go out and buy that album. But my dad would remark every time that song came on the radio, you know, I really like this song. It's a lot of fun. Ugh. I was like, oh, well, these guys so are finished. <laughs>
2: oh yeah that's the thing. when you get when you get dad approval like unless you're some hip like young dad who just happens to like it
1: but not nah. once you get the the boomers liking it it's over so my wife uh sorry bren you know bren i don't have to call bren my wife you know bren is bren uh what's it called had some i think it was on tiktok someone posted you know in a it was a video of a Canadian guy. And he was like, in America, you guys had the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Here's what we <laughs> had for boy bands." And he played the clip of, it wasn't VIP though. He played the clip of, um, B44 oh, okay. uh, get down. And I'll he was like, and it was that clip where he's like, and, and I'll go, you can play the clip okay. if you want, but I'm sure you don't want to go look them up. So I can save you the trouble. And he was, he's like, and I'll go undercover and I will make you come
0: over to my house. Over
1: to my yeah. house.
0: And I'll go undercover and you're going like this is the fucking shit what is new in canada <laughs> it was funny
1: right and then Brent responded like don't forget about these lovable lugs
0: <laughs>
1: just my luck and people were then people started getting on like the how i met your mother thing like oh god you guys get the 80s and the 90s and like you know making fun of right canada being so far back in the times <laughs> like, yeah I just got a lovable lugs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, Brian, believe it or not, "Do You Think You're Ready" has more than one song on it. <laughs> so you ready to dive into some deep cuts? Yep. Because to my knowledge, this was the only single. I could be wrong though, because one of the songs does sound familiar, and we'll get to that. Yeah. And it's actually the other song I like. So they did well by choosing the single. Yeah, I'll say that they did very good in choosing the single. <clears throat> Next up, we have the title track. "Do You Think You're Ready." Um have you you watch Bob's Burgers, right? Here and there, yeah. So on the show Bob's Burgers, they have a boy band that Tina and Louise are just obsessed with. And Louise is in love with the one guy Boo Boo and they're called Boys for they're called Boys for Now, okay? And Bob's Burgers is a very musical show. Oh yeah. They have about an EPs worth of oh, That's cool. Boys for now track. Yeah, they have at least six or seven fully developed songs. Ellen does not make a believable mummy.
2: There's that idiot boo-boo. It was his dumb birthday last week. Not that I care or even know that.
0: Uh.
1: In fact, uh, Max Greenfield voices one of the characters, and uh, in Boys for Now, does all of his own singing. And like that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a bit of a celebrity band, but they're Boys for Now on uh, on Bob's Burgers, and they bring them up all the time. This song made me think <laughs> of Boys for Now. Okay, not because they use every trademark of '90s boy bands, yeah, every signature thing, and they were pulling out all of the tricks <laughs> on this song. And I actually liked it. I thought it was a good song just based on the nostalgia wave that hit me. I was giggling throughout it because I just kind of thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, But one thing I did really like about it, they utilize their acapella a little bit because there's bass vocals. Uh, actually, right at the beginning, it's like boop boop, boop at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I dig that's Jurassic Five, yeah. But that was the first kind of boom. I can't remember what the song I sounds know. like right now, even though I just listened to it a few minutes ago. But I'm like, had they done more of that, they would have actually really been able to carve their own niche, yeah. which would have been a good thing. In fact, I remember when I worked for that one pop station a few years ago, uh, Nick Jonas had a song called Levels, and Levels had. Bass vocals throughout. And it was <laughs> like that. Some guy doing that the whole time. And I was like, this song fucking slaps. Ugh, don't say that. All based on uh, uh it bangs. Ugh. It doesn't womp. It's good. Um just say
2: it's good. It, it rules. You have a certain age limit before like When people say it slaps, it drives the ever-loving shit out of me.
1: Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's mint. I gotta find out what the word that Brent uh, that Brent wanted me to tell you. They thought would get on your grind your gears. This was ages ago. Hold on, I gotta go way to the top of our.
2: While you're doing that, I want to dive back into rom coms for a minute.
1: You've seen say anything? I'm not gonna find this this is from April yeah I'm not gonna
2: find it sorry
1: uh actually I've never seen uh say anything uh, okay well then I'll save it but I know the ending yeah okay well yes okay. if someone showed up in front of my neighbor's house and there's a guy blaring his stereo <coughs> in her front lunge, holding <laughs> up like this yes, I call the police there's a psychopath <laughs> in my neighbor well
2: the thing is it's uh what's dumb is she rejects John Cusack for like two thirds of the movie, and it's just because he comes off like a dork. He's like he's like this uh, karate master. He's got no life plan. He's just the uh, he's just a doofus. who likes to spend time with his nephew. That's sweet, but he uh, he just like he literally wears her down. It's kind of like when you there's a few times like when I was friends with girls. You're like, what's your plan here? Just gonna keep wearing them down till they go out with you? That's so what you thought my plan was. I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: Well, Brian, we,
1: we had, we've mentioned this before, it's been well documented on this podcast, how horrible <laughs> our group of friends was to one another. We were not supportive of each other. Yeah. Hey, I like this girl. I hope she rejects you. <laughs> it was not, it really was that. We weren't happy for one another when something good would happen. We get jealous. So, yes, when you would show up with a girl who was your friend, A, we'd all fall in love with her. We'd all want to date her. And B, they all. Try- I don't think anyone ever deliberately sabotaged you. But the talking down of your <laughs> friendship with this girl was bad enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, I don't know. Rom-coms in the eighties doesn't. Uh, some of them were just a little, just like the crack thing said, it was just creepy and just uh, it's not romantic. I'll tell you the one rom-com no. that absolutely nails it. It actually. My dad told me he watched it the other day and said
1: said it was funny. It was Easy A? <laughs> oh, Easy A's. I don't know if Easy A would be considered a rom com. It's a high school movie. Well, yeah, but it's it, a teen comedy. But isn't a rom com? Like, it's all about dating and courtship and uh, and like the inner
2: workings of relationships and high school dynamics and everything. It just there's a romantic element there. You know, she's got
1: Penn not Gillette said <laughs> Pen Gillette. Pen Bagley Badgley, And she dates him at the end. But he's in the movie for all like ten minutes. No, and he's, again, he's like handsome dork, he's the mascot, but he's good looking. No, um, he's he's intermittent throughout the whole movie. He's very intermittent. That's not the focus of that movie. The focus of that movie is her and her reputation. So I don't, like, he's a love interest, but he's not a focal point. Does that make sense?
2: Well, it's also, I mean, her first romantic encounter at the start of that movie when they were kids was, like, the seven minutes in heaven, and he wasn't ready to do it, so she, like, she went along with it. She's like, that's fine. We don't have to kiss. And then, like, you know, she he always loved that girl, and it just never acted on it until she needed him to be there when her reputation was in the shitter, and everyone thought she was the worst. Well, I don't I'll know. tell you this much. Amanda Pines I... killed me in that movie. She was terrible. Oh, she was great in that. Ah, oh, we miss you both. <laughs> How many times is she going to like this thing?
1: That's number two. Let's light this candle. Small cigar too. It's because I'm getting carried away with talking to you. With yo, yo. All right. Anyhow, did you um, did you going? find
2: the phrase that was surely going to get under my skin?
1: No, no, no. Brent will remind me. Brent, I know you listen. Remind me of the phrase that would annoy Brian, and I will <laughs> use it next week. There we go. Slaps annoyed him enough. Say, uh, so, so stupid. It's fire, Brian. It's fire. I'm about ready to walk. I'm going to put this mic down and walk off. You can finish the fucking show yourself. Do you have any more thoughts on Do You Think You're Ready, the song, not the album?
2: No, oh, you pretty much said it. They, it was a time capsule of that era of music that they, capsule, or they uh, jammed into one song.
1: Okay. Next up is It's My Nature. Now, this is the Boom Tang Boys remix. There's the album version that comes later. It is far inferior to the boom to oh there it is. Now we're talking. <laughs> it is far inferior to this version of the song. And again, they break out every boy band stereotype, every boy band bell and whistle. You know, it really does feel to me like, and you'll see it on the album. These guys wanted to be boys to men. The label wanted them to be the Backstreet Boys. Must
0: keep my
2: it's almost like it was a horrible misunderstanding. Look at this picture. I can't uh, get over this picture. First of all, the one guy's kangle looks like it's a chef's hat. It's so big. <laughs> Second of all, the one guy with the open collared shirt and the blonde hair, he looks like any 90s just moving furniture sitcom character. Like something you see in the back of like a Saved by the Bell or California Dreams, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like a staple.
1: They had, had outside of our buddy Marty B's Marty B, the other three, which kind of all get grouped in together, had very generic 90s hunk wannabe looks. You know what I mean? He is my favorite in this band. Because he's the one guy that didn't come off to me as trying to be a bit of a fucker. Yeah. He knew who he was. He just, I'm going to do it. And you know what? He's got a good life now, so that's good. Uh, there is a line in the song that seems very dated by today's standards. Um, don't know if you caught this, Brian. The line is, a man needs a woman. A woman needs a man. And that's the way it's been since time
0: began. (laughs) A man needs a woman, and a woman needs a man. And that's the way it's always been since time began. A little bit dated. (laughs) A little bit
1: dated, that line. And they repeat it constantly throughout the song. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> and you know what it kind of made me think because you remember one of the stories and it's just my luck was the guy thought he had two girls but the two girls turned out to just be in love with each other maybe there's some bitterness
2: maybe maybe it's a carryover from the maybe he's still pining for it and he's just like "You should be with the man <laughs> That's the way it is
1: I, I feel like that's the case, because if that's the case, there's another song coming up that does spin off of It's Just My Luck that I actually really liked. I'll get to that in a bit. And if that's the case, ooh, there are some issues that we need to dissect in that song. Maybe it is based on their inner it's like an incel anthem.
0: <laughs> this is why I can't get a
1: <laughs> You all think it's an endearing joke. No, we're
2: bad. Do you know what would be hilarious? It's like somewhere in the uh, the far regions, the the realms of the internet, is this guy's creepy manifesto. It's like right up there with the guy that did the Montreal Massacre, just all these anti-women. Oh
1: God. It's just my luck is my suck. It's my anthem. Yeah all right uh any more about it's my nature uh you can go for the later tracker this version the later version of the song is far and yeah boom it. 100 percent. yeah no i don't i really yeah.
2: don't have, <laughs> i don't have much to say these, these like some of these songs just kind of went in one ear and out the other these didn't <laughs> didn't stick to my ribs
1: <laughs> i like to think i did a pretty good analysis here all right Falling in Love is track number two I like this our one. First, our, well, it was our first ballad of the yep. album. Um, go ahead. Why'd you like it? It's just, uh,
2: I don't know. It just, it, it felt like they were actually like, I mean, as much as I like the goofiness, that, you know, there's something to be said about honesty and it's just, uh, it's just an mm-hmm. honest song and it's, uh, it's sincere, it's fun or it's not fun. It's, it's sincere And it's it's kind of heartfelt. So and just, you know, standard R&B rhythms, they don't do anything too dynamic. But it's, it's good. It's something, you know, dorks at a high school prom could dance to this one. Or if you're an even bigger dork, and you got this played at your wedding, I feel sorry for you, but you're probably divorced now.
1: I can tell you, I have done a lot of weddings, Brian. Not once have I had a request for VIP. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hence why I said, that is, "If you're a huge dork, that, that
0: is." Never
1: I will say though, we we chat on, and I will still say that I'll die on this hill. VIP is a better band than before. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's like saying Pepsi but is better beat- than RC Cola.
1: RC Cole is not good. B44 is not good. Right. But like the later version of B44, two of the guys, I think it was the twins, the creepy <laughs> Um they did a um kind of like a uh, like they did they had like an adult contemporary duo for a while called Ryan Dan. Real creative name.
0: Do
1: you want to start a band named Brian <laughs> Ted? Like real creative. Um they put out some ballad. That I actually played a lot huh. at weddings when it was released. It was actually at least one couple's first dance. And they were like, It's the two guys from B44. And I went, Yeah, you want me to play this? <laughs> yeah, so that is one that B44 has on VIP, but I'll still say VIP VIP way back You know I, uh, I recently edited the Sky
2: episode and, you know, we're always talking about Jack soul and the smush music. I feel I would like to meet people that did smushing to any of these songs. It's like, what kind of freaks are they?
1: Uh, I've got a line or two about that. Okay. Because this was a little, this is a little more of tempo. I wouldn't call this so much a smush song. This was more just like straight up ballad. Right. You know, they did bring the bass vocals back for the bridge, which I appreciated. So that had that little bit of, like, I'm at this point in this in, the, in this listening experience where I'm like, if they do this and they take their acapella roots and mix it with that, like, Max Martin. Max Martin was the guy who did all Britney Spears' songs right. and the Backstreet Boys' songs. And they mix it with his vibe, they'll have something. Like, that'll be something unique. But, alas, they, they didn't go really with that. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed Falling yeah. in Love. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Track five. You got to refresh those memory banks? I'm just playing it. Okay. In My Dreams. Now, Brian, I did write weakest songs so far. This, for me, was one ear and out the other. Thought it was generic. Didn't think it was as fun as some of the other tracks. But took me to know about track five before I found a song I didn't really like.
2: Yeah, it almost so, sounded like they were trying to go for, like, a Seal enough. thing.
1: Um, Yeah, I just didn't have any fun with this one. You thought it was oh,
2: Seal? I, I felt like they were trying to be, like, Seal, like, uh, like, uh, like, song Crazy, like that beat with the. But now
1: that you mention it, I can hear but that. But just, they sucked at it. Oh, yeah. No, this is, this is, this is a bad song. <laughs> It's not good. It's just generic, you know what I mean? And this one, it kind of feels, and this album is like this. It felt like they had some songs when they went into the studio that were fully polished, that were ready to go. And they had other songs where it was like, and the ballads are really like this. We need a ballad or two. Let's just see what happens. (laughs) And in my dreams is one of those songs.
2: I'll tell you something, Ted. All There's right. some of the songs on this album. I would take the Potty Posse over these bums. The party Posse from The Simpsons, where they became a boy, a boy band. They were called Potty po-
0: party Posse. Potty okay. Posse. I just said it in I'm goofy
1: just... accent. The, the Potty Posse. posse. <laughs> I was thinking about this. The I was thinking about this the other day. So that was the episode where they had Even at Neon, yeah. right? Yeah. Join the Navy. So I was reading something online about, um, you know, a review of something that people, that a couple of critics didn't like. And um, people were like, oh, you, know, they, you know, politics getting to play even with reviews oh, yeah. nowadays, right? And so, pe- you know, people on one side were like, ah, I didn't like this. It was too... It was too, uh, too, too, you know, right wing for me. And then people on the other side were like, "Oh, woke critics don't like it." <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a military. Thing. I assume and this I was is like...
2: probably the review of Top Gun Maverick.
1: Oh. No, no, it wasn't uh, Top Gun Maverick. In fact, I haven't read a single bad review of oh, that yeah, about... because I know some um... people
2: are like, "Oh, it's too pro
1: military." Well,
2: actually, if anything, it's. Uh... It's almost anti-military because you see all the, you know, bad things that happen in the line of service.
0: I still haven't seen it.
1: Oh, I didn't give away any spoilers. Anyway, um, so it got me thinking about in college. So I'm t- talking about dorks. John Crowley? About John yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> He we probably doesn't around. listen, but we love and you. We were, talk- we were talking about war movies, okay? And you mentioned Black Hawk Down as being a great war movie. And I was like, oh, great movie. And uh, Devin and Dan were like, yeah, ah, it didn't feel. Like that. <laughs> and he's like, really? And Dan's like, yeah, man, that was just too. Too, hoot hoot pro military I didn't like it man and then Devon's like oh yeah man oh, I wanted to go join the military after that oh yeah no man oh, I didn't like that and then me and you were like the fuck don't you like Black Hawk Down it's a great movie and then Crowley as we're kind of pondering what they just said we're looking at them Crowley and Russell goes
0: even in the eyes even in the
1: eyes classic and then I think all four of us got mad at Crowley <laughs>
2: Unite under a common enemy. Um, but you no, know, Dan and Dev had their heads up their asses because if you watch that movie, like, you know, uh, what's his face, Eric Bana, uh, a couple of them, all of them are just like, what the fuck are we doing out here? Like they they they're yeah. like they didn't know who their enemy fully was. You know what I mean? Like they knew they were going after because that would have been in the er, So it's probably going after Saddam but they were, they were yeah, they're in Somalia I think but like they're they're like yeah. no one had an idea what they're doing out there so it's like uh, and then you know when the when Ron Eldred got captured the the helicopter pilot and the guys like even if you yeah. do what you want to do like if you want to take down this guy do you think we're just going to lay down our weapons so it's like they think they're doing the lord's work when it's just like they're just uh, kicking the hornet's nest you know what i mean and so, if anything, it yeah. just shows how problematic some of these military ops are and how it's definitely, I don't think it's pro-military in the slightest. I mean, yeah, the guys are, Here's the guys mine. are all very, like, you know, bro like, as soon as they're ready to deploy, they're like, yeah, fucking Irene, because that was the name of the mission, is Operation Irene, and they're like, girl, let's go, but they're like, that, when shit hit the fan, all that quickly went out the window.
0: <laughs> kind of like, come on, Irene, oh,
2: what's swear, It's Eileen. Hey, that's a better joke than than even at the end, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Crowley was not one for the quickest of wit.
1: (laughs) Anyway, as we go through our dork Rolodex. By the way, you and me are like names one and two on that list, so no offense to anyone who we bring up. Okay, the next track, number six, I wrote, The Stupidest Title (laughs) on the album. Forever, for you, for real. Good God.
0: (laughs) I will be there forever for you, for real.
1: It's another ballad I wrote. Simply, this song sucks.
2: What is it that Kevin James said in uh, King of Queens?
1: It's a (laughs) stinkeroo. Stinkaroo. No, what do he say? He was, was going to go to a movie. And then uh, I think uh, uh, Leah Remini's like, Come on, dog, let's go to this movie. It's a biopic. And he goes, If it's true,
0: it's a crap. <laughs> That's <what> it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did write, Come on, VIP. Still time to turn this around. Now, once we got to track seven, they did turn it around. Back on track. The song is. Michael. Okay. Now, as you play this. I'm oh, sorry, that's for you for real. RB music. Oh, yeah, that's on blows.
0: So I've got to swallow my pride. It's time we both said goodbye.
1: could be wrong i think our man marty b sings this if you remember back to just my luck one of the tales in that song was about meeting a girl actually getting her to go home with you and in the um, pre-game portion of the evening she calls out somebody's name you hear the girl on the track yell oh my god like that Ah,
2: it's a call back. But see, that doesn't make sense. So the song should have been higher up, and it's just my luck should have been down for it to be a call back.
1: I think you gotta you gotta remember the tales that happened to them on its It's Just My Luck. Like I'm saying, I think it's Just My Luck had more ramifications for VIP than we initially thought. Ah, a bunch of lugs striking out, ah, lovable guys. <laughs> Think these are based on true stories. That Wouldn't impact? that be
2: funny if this is uh if um there's an interview that someone surfaces from like YTV or much music that's like they're like, no, this is a concept album. We're going through <laughs> this whole thing. It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> dumb dogs took this way too seriously.
1: We take it very
0: seriously.
1: <laughs> um Michael is boys to yeah. men. But it's it's, it's a low-rent you know, It's VIP so it's Boys pretending to be <laughs> men oh, that, That's a low blow That's a low blow um, <laughs> It's very dorky though But still, it's a nice callback To Just My Luck Plays into still the th- same themes That oh, I love you There's still Baxters in this song You know what I mean? I love you but you're in love With this guy yeah. Michael um, You know They're still striking out it's catchy. I feel like I heard this song before, so this may have been the second single. I have no proof of that. But I thought it was next to Just My Luck is the best song of the album.
0: It's
2: my nature to watch <laughs> Sorry, just, I I'm just skipping know. ahead to uh, Just my, It's My Nature. You heard this already. <laughs> You heard the Boomtang Boys remix, which is far. I superior. know. I'm just. I'm laughing at it because it stinks.
1: <laughs> stay focused here, because I really liked the song. Michael, Michael was good. I thought it was good. It was so earnest, and um, I thought I'm a little bit surprised that that didn't take off a little bit as a secondary single. I think the problem is, is uh,
2: outside of Savage Garden, no pop. Oh, there's another good
1: comparison to uh, VIP. no pop. Like, Savage Yarn took themselves pretty yeah. seriously, and these guys did not. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like the – because the pop charts
2: and the R&B charts were separated, right? So very very seldomly yeah. did pop bands kind of – especially in, like, 98, 99. I feel like they weren't doing these types of jams. So maybe that's why it wasn't a single. Mm. Just because they're, they're like, no, well, I don't think it's going to catch.
1: Ver-
0: it's versus just the fun. last song or the second last song on
2: the album. The party don't stop. Or the party. Okay, we're we're not there yet.
1: We we got a couple songs here. Okay, all right. But I really, really did like Michael. You yeah. liked it too. I think Michael could have been a bigger hit. We'll move on. It's my nature. The album version. I think I agreed. The Boomtang mix far superior. I did write. Why do we have to go through this again? <laughs> uh, my notes, uh, let's not go through it again. Let's just skip ahead. How Much I Really Care is up next. And this starts off with some sexy spoken word at the beginning. They're really trying to be boys to men. But instead of, hey, girl, let's fuck, it's, hey, girl, let's friend. I really care about you. Yeah, it's like, hey,
2: girl, come over and rant to me about your boyfriend. It really
1: is. It's just. Ah, this is. There's even their smush tracks. They sound like dorks in a big way. Like it's it's so much let's remember our audience are yeah. little kids <laughs> and possibly their parents my dad did like it's just my luck yeah. quite a bit and my sister had a lot of boy band albums she did not have <laughs> this one um probably a reason for that i did write also the song sucks <laughs> um it's, it's a bad song apart from all the stuff where they get from the friend states yeah any, any
2: thoughts on how much I
1: how much I care? Well,
2: you know, you said this was their attempt at a smush a smush track, and any yeah. parents of my baseball team that listen to my podcast skip ahead to this part because I am going to be very crass. If anyone's trying to get down to this song, <laughs> it'll dry it up worse than the than Arizona drought.
1: <laughs> wow, uh, my wife likes to use the expression "uh," it just made the Windows ninety five closing sound. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I know that, how <laughs> awful I must have
0: turned her off a couple
1: of times. <laughs> <laughs> you got hey, no baby, game. I really care about yeah, okay. you. No. That's my pickup line. I get in there with my deep radio <laughs> voice. I'll be like, hey, baby, I really care about <laughs> you. God, get away from me. All right, wow. next up, we have the uh, Brian Last uh, standout. The party don't stop. And I did write, before I even listen to the song, with a title like this, it better be good. I wrote, just based on the lyrics, oh, he's got a crew, watch <laughs> out, because he talks about picking up my crew. The party, then I wrote, the party don't stop because it's got intense parental supervision. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from this.
0: Cause this is where it's at. The party's nice and light. The ladies here they look so fine. I like it like that. Come here, lady.
1: Oh, juice. Great. That's what we wanted at this party. Juice. Thanks, guys. You better watch out. We are gonna rock this
2: church basement party. <laughs> Till the stroke of nine o'clock.
1: That's right. We're going to leave enough space between each other for the Holy (laughs) Spirit. (laughs) Now, I did write, this reminds me of Soul Decision. But much worse. (laughs) And if you're worse than Soul Decision, that's not a compliment. Um, Soul Decision at least had the pull to bring in a guy like Thrust to do a rap on their big single. They just had one of their guys... To a very intimidating voice. It's a party. Party don't stop. Throughout <laughs> it. I couldn't even get a cool. Party don't stop. Party don't stop. Guy to do anything. Ay. Four minutes is that song, Brian. It felt like three hours. It's a long, it goes nowhere. And it's another example of a song I don't think they had ready when they went into the recording studio. I think the guy was like, we need a party banger. How about It's Just My Luck? That's a fun one. <laughs> yep. yep, You sound like George. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> party Don't Stop. What's Party Don't Stop? I just wrote this. We're going with it. Get in there and sing. That's what I think happened. Okay. I honestly do. It it was not polished. I bet the producer was
2: like, I want you to sing about what happens to you on a Friday night. And the the guy's response is like, well, I'm usually home on a Friday night doing macrame.
0: (laughs) you remember
1: that uh, sketch on SML Geek Dweeb Spaz? That's one of my favorites. I like uh, Tim Meadows. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) we'd rent a movie, PG, of course. And then we'd go to my place and play Tetris with my parents. (laughs) That is VIP's version of a yeah. good time. Because
2: he's trying yeah. to be so sure of himself uh, and smooth uh, when being a huge dork at, at the same time. Oh yeah, baby. We're going to pin the, on the <laughs> We're going to go through my photo albums. That's not a, You, you want to see two-year-old yeah. whatever his name is taking the dog for the first time? I'll be like Twister, baby, because my parents are playing <laughs> I was going to say, because it's on the VHS.
1: That's right. Oh, fuck. You know, the body of the dinosaur VHS says ages four to six. I don't believe in age. Well, now you sound like a pedophile. Okay, <laughs> that's a little much. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I went too far. I went too far. Um... All right, that's the second last song of the album. Last song is "Do You Think uh, We're Ready?" You're Ready Dance Remix. I wrote Backstreet Boys cosplay. Clearly, the producer was just like, "The fuck? What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was like desperate at the end of the day. He's like, "I promised the Backstreet Boys. There's nothing on here that says Backstreet I'm just picturing- Boys." And this remix
2: jam <laughs> together. I didn't even finish. No, I I literally I turned just- it on for five. I'm like, "All right, that's enough of this." <laughs> I'm just predict- uh, picturing their producer and their like Ooh. engineers in the in the booth, just like a mountain of cigarettes. Just like, oh, what the fuck is this? This rage smoking.
1: I gotta say, it's not oh, their no. fault. It's like, not. They're capable their fault. singers. If if you were walking down the streets of Barry. And these four guys were just singing some acapella on the corner. You'd be like, oh, she filmed them. You'd be like, these guys you are you talking about? The streets you know of Barry, like... they get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's not too rough and tumble. So one of my co-workers. Is... I, I, lived, I, I lived near Barry for a number well, of years.
2: Well, I think for people who grew up there and like were embedded in the culture, uh. Like, I know a few people from Barry, but in particular, this one guy, you wouldn't expect it because there's CRA. So he actually has two different names, but so I'll just say CRA Justin and out-of-work Justin. CRA Justin is very professional, (laughs) mild-mannered-spoken. And then, like, we went out for the first time, like, because we were on the same team. And him and this other guy, this is the one I told you about, who, like, pounded four schooners and, like, an hour on a work yeah, night. Yeah. And, but like, he was telling me he overcame a lot of like, apparently there's a really massive drug scene in Barry and like everyone he grew up with is like okay. massive drug problems and things like that. And he's like, no, I couldn't go back. Like, I'll see my friends, but I'm like, I'm not going to see you if you're going to be like that. And so he really had to cut the cord. And I, I knew a few other
1: people from Barry who said similar things. I like Barry. Because when I lived in Perry Sound, Barry was where you'd go to do everything, right? And Barry had Barry has the uh, Flying Monkey Brewery. Barry, well, I'm sure, it's lovely. Pie Wood oven Pizza, which I really like. Um, In fact, there was a girl who worked up here who got a big job in Barry, and I was like, oh, "All right, do you like beer? You gotta go to Flying Monkey." She's like, "Yeah, I don't like beer. I'm like, do you like and pizza? Like, well, do you like pizza? She love." Love pizza. I'm like, all right, go to go to pie. Pie is pie is the word. She like put down the address and everything like that. So hopefully she's tried pie and she really liked it. But she sent us a clip of her interviewing the mayor of Barry, and uh, the mayor of Barry it was the first time she'd interview him. And uh, he's like, oh, where, where'd you uh, where'd you come from? And she's like, well, I'm from uh, BC, but I spent the last year in uh, Thunder Bay. And he went, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, mayor of Barry. <laughs>
2: Well, now, know. you know, I have always I, I, I like Barry. I think Barry, cool you know, town. well, so you don't spend that much time and you're, you're there for a hiccup and then you were gone. No. So all I knew when yeah, I was a little kid, all I knew about Barry is like, I just wanted to get past it on the way to my, my trailer up to Port Carling. When I lived in,
1: when I lived in Thunder Bay though, Barry was great for, uh, for mean Perry Sound? Because I'd have to drive, at Perry Sound, you know, another than Perry Sound, we'd have to go to the movies in Barry. <laughs> So I take dates to the movies and I could tell if I liked them or not on the drive there and the drive back. If I was, Oh yeah. Yeah. I hate that guy too. But I've never met him. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it was like down to the ride home, which it was once. Uh, I could tell you. Yeah, uh, but if things were good on the ride home, i would be like, Hey, you ask for a second. maybe I'll try a kiss at the end of the night. We'll see. You know what I mean? But, as long as you don't giggle. That was in a play that was not in real life. It was in a play, Brian. No, you told me that story. What story? (laughs) Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yes. That was not. Okay. Yes. All right. I I will say this. Um, Okay. So my first kiss with a girl was in a play for drama class. And the girl's cute. and I liked her. And I got to kiss her in the play. So we kiss. And I did go (laughs) like that. But it was like during the play because we didn't kiss in rehearsal. It was just during the play. And everyone loved it. We're like, we love that laugh that you did. And I'm like, yeah, that laugh. It was. uh, That's not the story that I was playing that as character. That's that's not Ted. But, uh, well, that happened once. Um, But, and that was in high school. But in the real world, um, yes, I did have a date with a girl and we were making out. And uh both of us, we're, we're kind of bigger, both of us. And as we're making out, our cheeks were pressing against each other. And a couple times when we kiss, we would make this farting <laughs> like, mm, 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 like that. Like it just kind of. <laughs> the air between our cheeks and mouth kind of just pushed the sound out. So I started laughing because it sounded like farting. and I'm a, I'm a child and farting is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she broke up with me not too long after that. So. Classic I <laughs> think guy shot me some of the foot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. It's like the it's that's my what's my age band song, you know what I mean? I wasn't good at prank phone calls, but I do think. Don't worry, Ted. Whenever we do,
2: and I think next winter, assuming we're still doing this thing, I'll regale everyone with some terrible Brian date stories, and uh, the answer to the ever-ending question, why is Brian still single? Oh, I'll tell you five or six yarns, and you'll be like, I get it. No one wants to settle down with this (laughs) shit.
1: Here's my final thoughts on okay. this album. Novelty made for a fun listen. I actually think Just My Luck and Michael are good songs. I think they're good tunes. They should have embraced their history as an acapella group. And that could have helped them stand out in the world. They went for the we're old and unappealing <laughs> vibe. Because they did look older. I don't know if they were older than the other boy bands, but they certainly looked it. Um... And I think that might've been their downfall, but uh, you know, Hey, they were just fun guys trying to have a good time. What'd you think? Yeah. Um, I would say
2: if they had leaned into the acapella, you know, just like even Huey Lewis did a few acapella songs and like that, he made that a part of his staple. Um, so, you know, you do some R and B, you do some pop stuff, you do a little acapella set, shows some diversity in your skills because this is the other thing, too. No other pop bands were doing acapella because you don't know what's produced and what's... Boys, uh, sorry, 98, 90
1: Degrees oh, oh, a okay. acapella. Well, I'm sure... Yeah. That's why they had that useless
0: guy.
1: <laughs> so he could sing the bass. Blues, um, right? Well, I'm sure
2: no other like, Backstreet Boys and Instinct and all those were breaking it down mid-set
1: to be like, all right, we're going to cool things off with some hot acapella. So... Have you ever heard Joey Fatone no? sing... Uh, neither have I. I wonder what he did in that band and why he was there. I don't know. Maybe
2: uh, whenever any of them gained weight and were self-conscious, he was there to still make him look
1: skinny. I don't know. I wonder if he was just like good at interviews. And so they were like, hey, we'll get this guy in, in case the rest of them were dead weight. And then Justin Timberlake turned out to be a giant <laughs> Like, oh, we don't need you at all, but we need a fifth guy, so you could, um,
2: but yeah, so I think if they w- leaned into that, and also I feel like if they had a better input and kind of an idea of what they wanted to do in the production studio, maybe could have produced something a little bit different. But this is the thing because of the lack of notes and the lack of background information, we don't know how much say they had, or if any, or if this is imagine if this is the album they wanted to make, they're like, oh. We fought for every song. This is this is all of us.
1: Well, that was why I was a little bit surprised to know that they were like school friends. Because I honestly thought that this was just the record label tried, got four guys together who could sing. And this is what they, they had. This was it. This is what they had to work with. So I was a little bit surprised that they all had worked together before. But. Having said that, they do. They they all can. They're all adequate singers. How's that? Well,
2: this is why. This
0: is. (laughs) There's no exceptional singers here. They're adequate. This is what I was going
2: to say. I'm like, just just because you were a (laughs) a choir or a band geek in high school doesn't mean you need to make it your profession. It's like Teddy and I. We played mediocre instruments in band. We did not go on to try to be, play at the Lincoln Center.
1: wouldn't Marcellus would not take us? He'd be like, oh, boy, look at you two. Can he improvise? Nope. Get the fuck out.
2: Yeah, J.K. Simmons would have taken my trauma. Let me see that for a sec, make sure it still works. Oh, he just chucked it up my head. Get out, you fat, tall bastard!
1: <laughs> J.K. Simmons, See, he, he would have heard me play sax. And then I would have been like the... You know, he would have been, the, you know, he would have looked at me. He would have been like, look at that. No Oh, me." He does that trombone guy in the movie. Uh, anyway, well, believe it or not, VIP's career does not end after the, this album. Um, They actually won a Canadian Radio Music Award for Best New Group in 1999, and they scored a Genie Award. For the song One Thing to Say, which was not on this album, came out in 2000, and it was released on the soundtrack for the movie Jacob Tutu Meets the Hooded Fang. I know Ice-T is in that, as well as Gary Busey. (laughs) One hell of a Canadian. It's based on a children's book. I know that. Um, They released um, a Christmas album in 2004, which we talked about, called Let It Snow. And they got to sing Oh Canada at a whole bunch of sporting events. The other, now, I bet you those performances were good because they got to right. do a cappella for those. So I bet you they actually probably did pretty good there. Their big break where they actually could have crossed over into the US markets <laughs> was when Disney, the Disney Network, decided to shoot The Music Man, the movie in Canada with one Matthew Broderick in the lead. They featured in that movie as that kind of group that's always kind of singing behind him. Do you remember we saw the music? Now, now, me and Brian, in the 11th grade? Grade, or grade, 10th grade. 10. Grade 10. We went to New York City on a band trip, and we got to pick a Broadway show to go see. And we went to go see the music man with Eric McCormack Canadian of will and grace fame. And we had a blast and there were that group of guys. That's always singing. Cause you remember there's that yeah. bit on the train where they did that cool song. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how it went, but I was like, Oh fuck. That was awesome. Yeah. VIP played those guys. I'm
2: so glad we saw that play because what were the choices? It was like Lay Miz. I'm like, no thanks. That's a bummer. It's called the miserable.
1: <laughs> me, me and Brian look like guys who are miserable. Yeah, it depends on who you maybe deep down in our stomachs we are, but not on the outside. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, what's it called? Um, I forget what the other one was, but yeah, we chose we chose I Music that. Man, and we chose wisely. We chose
1: well. 76 trombones led the old parade. How little I remember about that. I do remember they all came out at the end playing like instruments. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, all these people played these instruments. And then that idiot Robbie Eatson goes, Nah, nah, look at their saxes. No reeds on those saxes. They're not playing. And I'm like, thanks, dork. I'm dork. There was a rumor about that guy that he ate rats. <laughs> He <laughs> quite resembled, um, who yeah, the guy was, a rat oh, random, yeah, yeah, that's what you look like through your mind, yeah. I had to share a room with him, you didn't get to the <laughs> dark tales at night, but I did, Jesus Christ, I'd hang out with you guys all day. Hey, that was a fun day I'd go back to my
0: room. Like, oh, this is just, <laughs> did <dead."> he cry? <laughs>
2: We were there there for like three nights. We came back
1: on like...
0: three. It's two out of the three. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: God, I'll never forget that too. So I get... I I think I mentioned this in an episode. The pool incident in our New York trip. Did I mention that? I don't think so. No, I didn't. Lots of people are worth this. So we've mentioned this fella on the podcast before, Kevin Andrew, who was a good friend of ours in high school. Good friend is in the sense that we (laughs) hang out with him. Um, But he was just like the rest of our friends. He liked to prank (laughs) us for fun. So, I'm walking to the pool and the party right now is at the pool. All of the high school band, the choir, they're all in the pool. So, I get there a little bit late, you know, uh, what they call it, fashionably really light. And I'm walking in, i got my bathing suit on, i got a towel. And Kevin grabs me. He comes out of the pool, like, hey, hey, Kevin. And he grabs me and starts trying to shove me in. Now, I am doing everything I can not to give him the satisfaction of shoving me right. in the pool. Right? I don't want that. I don't want to look like a chump, you know? So I actually, he knocks me over and I grab on to the side of the, like, I am somehow poolside, the whole body. My feet are on the edge. I'm grabbing onto, like, the handlebars, right, to keep me. And we're wrestling. He and I at this point, we're wrestling. So we get out and he stops for some reason. I have no idea why he stops. And I he's <laughs> like, because he's he weighed like 90 yeah. pounds, and he goes flying into the pool. And then I look, and Mr. Hatala, our teacher supervisor, goes, Get <laughs> out! I went, Fine, right? At so least I'm he mean, didn't pants you. I'm stuck. Uh... Well, what what happened was, apparently, um, while we were wrestling, but I was so focused on not going in the pool, he was, like, screaming at Kevin, Don't shove him in the pool. Don't shove him in the pool. Yeah. Right? And, you know, you shove him in the pool, you're going to your... And when he said, if you shove him in the pool, you're going to your room. He said that to Kevin. And that's when Kevin yeah. stopped. I didn't hear any of that. Because I was trying so hard not to go in the pool. And then when I shoved him in the pool, he had to send me... I, I get I get the situation. He and I had a good heart to right. about it later. He, he he had to send me, right? And also, he was getting shot on because we were a rowdy bunch of high school students. So he had right. an example of somebody. Just was me. So... I go up to our room, your guys' room, right? Even though I'm staying with Robbie. Um, We're kind of hanging out a little bit. Kevin comes back, he apologizes. We were cool. Um, And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just going to stay here for the night until I go to your room. And then you guys left, and I'm just sitting there, and Dave Kirstein's there. (laughs) I don't know why Robbie was there, right? And he goes, oh, God last night
0: new york
1: and you gotta remember this guy like talked about the side of his mouth like he was in new york he's like last night new york and i'm stuck in this room with a ham radio nerd he looks at dave Kirsty
0: and teddy jessup god i'm a loser (laughs) he leaves (laughs) <laughs> and
1: um he I turned to kirsten and i go what the fuck was that and he's like i don't know he goes uh you should probably know that uh, Robbie's dad is the president of uh, Ancaster's Ham Radio <laughs> Society, which I'm all uh, Yeah, he's, I think he's pretty embarrassed about being also a member of the Ham Radio. So Robbie Easton at the end of the day was a Ham Radio. Oh,
0: nerd. my God. <laughs>
1: like Kirstein was also a Ham Radio nerd. So yeah,
2: like, I'll God. say I'll say this so, about Kirstein. He was on my baseball team when we were 10. Uh, He always yeah. had a good sense of self. You know, he never tried to change or impress people. But, uh,
1: although I think, didn't he? I heard somewhere he, like, lost a bunch of weight. I told you that, because I saw this guy outside of Mind Games once. I'm like, shit, that looks like Dave Kirstie, but he had muscles and tattoos and a big beard. And he had a chick. I was like, this guy pulled himself (laughs) together. And then you looked him up, you're like, no, girlfriend, no tattoos, it's not him. Um, what's it
0: called?
1: Um. But no, and then, yeah. and then, and then Hatala gave me the, uh, the, the talk and he was cool. He was like, uh, you know, I had to make an example of someone cause of he's like, go enjoy your night, go wherever you want to go. And like it's, you know, your ban is off. So he was, did cool you go back that. to the pool? So... No, I didn't go back to the pool. The pool, the pool party was dead. I don't remember. I did. I probably found <laughs> you somewhere. I, right. tell, yeah. uh, I know I've told uh, you this story. Um,
2: it was the I think we were in grade eleven, so I think we still had one one more year of band if we wanted it, but Ravi was a year older than us, so it was the see the summer or spring concert we called Cherry Pie. Oh, and so after That's after, after our show. winter concert and after our cherry pie concert, because we never did a fall show, did we? We just did the two big ones. No. No, it was two early it was two. in the school
1: year and they needed like intermediate band right. and to make everyone like
2: um, a new band. So after the cherry pie concert, it was roughly around May. It's kind of like prom in the sense where it's like even though it's like uh, it, the big thing is done, you still had a bunch of school left. Um, so we right. still had, I think we were still doing band practices and stuff even after cherry pie, if memory serves. Like I don't think we folded up shop. I can't remember, but either way, I I think you're right. Yeah, I think we still we
1: still practiced. Yeah. right to um, yeah.
2: But so after each night, we would always go bowling. Uh, and you know, it's nice social things. Like, sometimes you'd be paired up with people you wouldn't usually play with, or whatever. Sometimes you're, your horns stuck together, or whatever. But so I'm sitting there waiting for my turn, and Ravi's sitting there at the back, uh, leaning against the table, bawling his eyes out. I'm like, so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, what's the problem there? Ravi's like, it's over. He's like, it's all downhill from here. He's like, I'm like, I didn't think it was that uphill for you in the
1: first base, big guy. Wow. But isn't he like, he, he had like some degree in finance and he's married now. He's doing fine. I'm going to look him up. You did look him up. We had this whole conversation not recorded months ago. And really? And he looked him up. And he had a really stupid picture. Yeah, he had a stupid picture he thought was funny. I don't remember this. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I think we we're <laughs> I was I was pretty drunk. I think you had taken an. Editing. Oh, that sounds about right. Uh. <sighs> He's got nothing to do with VIP. You realize? Although he probably sings acapella. <laughs> so that sounds like something. Honestly, he, no. Ravi actually looks
2: like someone who would go to one of the shows just to credit hate. He'd like like it, but then hate like it.
1: to <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Sorry, ah, excuse my voice. <laughs> <boy, man. laughs> Like, you are so yeah, off-key. No, I'd, rather see, you know, I'd rather see a boy band full of ham, radio nerd and
2: Every single picture of this guy, he looks so forced, but also he looks, it looks very, it's like he doesn't know what true happiness is, but also...
0: God, that's the saddest, that is the <laughs> saddest thing But also,
2: like, like there's pictures here where he's, because he's with his, I assume, wife. But he's he, his yeah. those pictures. He looks more like it's like wow, someone actually tolerates my existence. <laughs> I am so surprised.
1: He's somewhat witty. I'll give him that. He he can be witty. I don't know him very well. Why am I <laughs> analyzing this person? <sighs> what a <Anyway>. plug. <laughs> It's like, do you want to know what VIP's
2: been up to since...
1: Anyway.
2: I had to throw that in there for Alex. All right. Well,
1: <laughs> After Voice. After Voice is in public. Called it a career. <coughs> um, they basically called Peter Luciano to take a hike. And kicked him out of the... I don't know they kicked him out of the group where we just had other things going on. But they reformed as a trio called After Tuesday. Yeah, so they filmed it formed after Tuesday and actually on this album, uh, Randy Bachman contributed to it and he did some, uh, I think he did some guitar work. He did a little producing, a little songwriting. So I decided to put the old headphones on and listen to a couple of after Tuesday tracks. And I will say it's, it's weird. Okay. So they're using live instruments. So guitars and mandolins and banjos slide, uh, pedal steel guitars and so that part of it's a lot better right and their vocals have improved over time it's still weird because it it doesn't quite sound like country it sounds more like adult contempo and the vocals are still almost overly polished does that make sense yes Yes, because you know a country, they, 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 you don't want a perfect voice in country music. We're not country-aficionados, no. you would be, But you want, like, a little bit of twang, a little bit of an accent, a little bit of a voice that has a little bit of character.
2: Well, it's because country's, it. and these country's guys, supposed to be, like, this, you know, authentic from the soil kind of thing where it's like, you know, Farmer Fred, who just got done, you know on the fields just went and picked up his broken 20s guitar and is, you know, singing a song. So it's supposed to sound like, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's supposed to sound unpolished, but.
1: Exactly. So I think that is where it lost. I think that's why that wasn't a bigger hit on country radio is just, it was just a little too, a little too polished. I mean, look
2: at the Moffats,
1: even they had struck gold
2: with country and they stink. (laughs)
1: There also five. <laughs> you can't get more unpolished than when you're five. Okay. Um, I will say it was a noble effort. They took a chance. They tried something different. It was before the big country boom
2: happened. Oh, okay, before. so there are little streets ahead on that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. And it was honky-tonk enough, the music, that it could have passed. But I just, I just feel like... Had they held in a couple of years, they actually might have had a hit or two. On
2: it. Well, they probably they uh, they probably didn't have a lot of time left because let's be honest, when they wrote or when they sang "Just My Luck," they were probably forty five, so they were already running out the clock pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> they did Blue Rodeo? They they were in their mid thirties when I they know. got their first album. They're one of Candace's greatest. I'm just kidding. I was making a joke about uh, their appearance that you took many pot shots on.
1: All right, let's take a look at what they've been up to since then. Well, Heslip and Beecroft, or Man, Marty Marty B. um, They did a feature film called Dark Rising in 2007. Uh, Not to be confused with the Treat Williams vehicle called Deep Rising movie. Um, Don't you mean Mercury
2: Rising? No, that was
1: Bruce Wilson out Baldwin. Deep Rising was like, it's a cruise ship that gets hit by a sea monster. (laughs) And Treat Williams, it's, okay, in the late 90s, they tried to make Tree Williams Williams happen, and that's just, I don't know why, but they did. Um, actually, there's an old story that uh, Paul Rudd told on Mark Maron's podcast, that when he got knocked up, he got invited out drinking with, like, Rogan and um, Jonah Hill and all them. And he's like, oh, God, they're half my age. He just was like, he couldn't relate to any of them. Now, he did become good friends with them later, right? Because he and him and Jason Siegel did I right. Love You Man. He's worked with Rogan and Jonah Hill a bunch of times, but he just couldn't relate to them because they're so much younger than him. So he did this thing where he was like, oh, 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 hey, Treat. They kept joking that Treat Williams was calling him the whole night and they didn't think it was funny, but he kept it up the whole night. And he's like, Can't do that movie, Treat. Sorry. <laughs> And he just got to going at the end of the night He like earned their respect And Rogan was probably
0: like <laughs> S- <S-> Smoke weed through this apple <laughs>
1: uh, Rogan's such a dork yeah. <laughs> Alright so they did this movie called Dark Rising in 2007 Haslip worked as a music teacher A counselor District principal In British Columbia Luciano, the poor soul who got kicked out of Africa Tuesday. <laughs> he's fine, by the way. He is a lawyer in Toronto. Yeah. So if you ever have a court case that needs to get settled in Southern Ontario, call up old Pete Luciano and tell him Teddy sent <laughs> you. Um, Colson, our man Colson, he would co-host Rogers local TV's daytime morning show so it was like the Barry morning show, which has to be tough because you got to compete against all the Toronto morning shows and Hamilton morning shows. But he co-hosted it for a couple of years until 2012. Uh, Marty B. and Coulson continue to work on music and film projects to this day. In fact, B. Croft had some kind of Hallmark movie he did that he talked about on his Instagram called like Country Crush about people fall in love at a country show. And I guess he did the music for it. Yeah. So good for him. Uh, But he also worked at Microsoft for a couple of years. So good for him. Uh, Coulson's a financial advisor and a man about town. Citation needed. (laughs) So he might have added that to the Wikipedia page (laughs) himself. And um, Luciano also performs in a group called Fourscore in Toronto, a vocal group, which I believe was also the name of the boy band Bobby Hill likes at King of the Hill. Fourscore! And then Hank likes them and goes to a show, and then Bobby's dancing with someone, and Hank's for it's a, <sighs> oh,
0: it's a episode. great
1: episode because that's
2: the—that's oh. when they show that the his friend, what was her name, Marie, I think, and uh, her cool, her cool parents.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Oh no, Marie was
1: Sarah Michelle no. Gellar. No, you're right. You're right. That's the episode. And Marie Sarah Michelle Gellar, but this was the girl. Who had yeah, the cool and then so there's yeah. like. Uh, there's a scene where they sh- he
2: sees them and they're like driving this cool car and stuff. and he looks over, at Han- or Peggy looks over at Hank, and he's got like the straw hat sitting up a little mower, just being like such a
0: square
1: <laughs> <laughs> Because at the beginning of the episode, uh, Nancy, Min, and Peggy are talking about like who's got the sexiest, right? Right, right? And she's like, "Oh, Hank's pretty sexy," and they're just <laughs> laughing at out of- out of it. And she looks, and he's like mowing the lawn in that stupid straw hat that he picked up. Oh, so, so
2: Dale's like working on the truck or something, and then he's got like a thong. He's got he's wearing yeah, a thong. Like,
1: yeah, he's Khan's a thong. doing something, and he's got and like then,
2: muscles, and so he looks cooler. he's, he's got his yeah. shirt off, and Khan's yeah. in
1: good shape. He has a six right. pack. Except for the episode where they went redneck, yeah. that was funny. He yeah, so had a gut. Um, but or Hank being the square, so like when he's trying to show the kind of dancing Bobby did, like Peggy like turns on all the lights, and, like opens the windows, the whole we were gonna see, that. he's like. <laughs> Like, twerking in their kitchen. And it's funny, because they go to the, this Amish town as, like, a parental date. And Hank's, like, waving at all the Amish guys, like, eh. <laughs> The guy, Nick B, yeah, yeah. is the girl's dad. He calls himself Nick B. He's, like, all embarrassed. And then this, like, other, like, hip couple show up, and they're like, jeez. Oh, eh, who, who, like, you're in Amish town with yeah like, "Who Should we call you Ronald? she's like, should we call you Ronald like, Dragon?" He goes, hey, don't call me that. And Hank's
0: like, yeah, don't call him that. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a great episode. episode. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, that brings us to the end of this this episode. Um, I think we kind of covered everything. we Yeah, did. I'll first, say two hundred four. We 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 can we. we can't I know. <laughs> we can't be stopped. Um, I will say, and and this was improv too. I was reading shit off of Wikipedia. We did this with no script. Pretty, 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 um, pretty. well our listeners will tell us if it's
0: pretty
1: <laughs> 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 all yeah. two of them <laughs> but anyway i had fun and i actually had fun listening to this because uh like i said like the nostalgia came through it was, a, it was a fun listen and um it just goes to show that Put it this way. Our rock bands were a lot better than our pop bands. Yeah. And even when it came to pop music, like we were way ahead with like our female artists and like singer songwriters that we were with our male yeah. pop acts. We didn't do very good for male pop acts. Girls. Great. Dudes. Baby. <laughs> B4-4. Yeah. <sighs> Land 4-4. Ah uh,
2: Len's not a boy. It's band, a pop though. act, but it's, it's mixed, but still they suck.
1: Well what's funny about Len was you don't have to have the, like the whole like okay, it was the Costanzo siblings were Len, right? And yeah, everyone talked about the and together. Sharon. It was a little I don't think they were actually siblings. Um I think it was like a white stretch oh, okay. kind of thing there. But I'm not sure. I can't confirm that. Because so every time I heard that they, yeah, you know, they were actually together at the time. since divorced and stuff like that. I've also heard that no, they were siblings, And that was just unfortunate. Unfortunate B roll I got to put in <laughs> that video. Um, but uh, Buck sixty five, the rapper Buck sixty five, was in Len. Was he? That's where he started. Was in London. Yeah, I believe at that point he was known as B Rad. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't think we'll do a. uh, Anyway, do you have any more thoughts of VIP, Ted? We've expelled two
2: hours of our lives on this. That's two hours more than anyone has ever done. So I think we're good.
1: Okay. Oh, other uses. Jesus, you're right. Oh, band, Canadian indie rock band, and Mark Costanzo and Sharon Costanzo. I bet you Brendan Canning. That's Buck sixty five. So the guy's name's B Rad, but his name's not Brad. <laughs> Horse shit. It's like me going, hey man, call me T-Rever. <laughs> Are your name Trevor? No, it's
0: Ted. <laughs> this is
1: bullshit. Anyway. Um. Jeez. It's funny. We never peter out this. Well. Oh shit. Just, 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 yeah, the episode. Nah, I got enough. See, if this was a
2: TV show, I would just, like, walk off the set. It's
1: like, what do you want from me? I'm out.
2: Um, <laughs> I'll do the Letterman bit well, where he you, takes brother. off his jacket and just walks off. My apologies to Bruce Traveler. I'm um, yeah, so if anyone's listening, please head over to Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you can leave a nice review, do so. I think we only... Last time I checked, I think we had two, maybe three reviews up there. A couple of... More than I thought we would have. I didn't write one. Adam wrote one. Is
1: is one by you? So there Um, you go. DeLon likes it. And uh, Brent to my brother, uh, Jordan. I know McDuffie and Bucci listen. They both listen. Um, Who else listens? I think that's it. I like how, like, our close friend group, like Campbell, Tom, Park Hill, Brandon, they don't. Li- Brandon wanted me to listen to his podcast.
2: Since when does and Brandon have a podcast?
1: podcast. He, does, he doesn't have one. He was a oh. guest on a podcast for his job. He's like, oh, You got to listen to this. And you had me as a guest on their podcast. I'm like, Brandon, me and Brian have a podcast. <laughs> and you go, I'm like, Hey, if you listen to my podcast, I'll listen to yours. He's like, Hey, you
0: know, like, that's <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm okay with
2: them not listening because then I can take my little pot shots and they'll never find out. But, I mean, 90% of the time, <laughs> it's not anything I wouldn't say to their face anyway, so.
1: Oh, exactly. We t- we, you know what? <coughs> when, you, when you go from teenagers saying the most horrible <laughs> things you could do to each other, when you're adults, it's just, it, it's, it's do whatever you want to do.
2: I mean, I, we can put we can put this into perspective for people with just one story, where literally one time Ted and I were walking home.
1: God damn it! I can't take another one of his stories.
2: <laughs>
1: Fine.
2: Go ahead. No, I no it's just like we were saying goodbye to Campbell. We were parting ways. He's like, he's like, have a good night, Campbell. He's like, hope you get hit by a bus. I was
1: like, what? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> That's our friend. <laughs> he said to me specifically. Yeah. I think he said, Bye, Brian. Right. He not by a bus.
2: Anyway, signing off, I'm it's Brian. Content. We'll do it for the content. Do it oh, for the content. Shut up! I'm, I got to go okay. to the can. <laughs> Till next time.
0: One two one two, 2 Mic check One two one two, Yeah